I feel like I need to give a little bit of an explanation here for this second portion of the podcast with Chuck. What we ended up doing after the first guest appearance on the show is talking through one of the struggles that advisors are having right now, which is dusting off the phone skills and really talking to prospective clients in a way that gets them to open up and share how they're feeling. And that's something that I've really dug into more and more and talking to many of you that it's been a little while since we've had to set appointments on the phone or really build rapport with somebody over the phone. We're not used to that. We're used to being in person and verbal cues, the actual verbiage, your tone, all of that is so important, especially when you're not face to face with somebody. So the idea behind this podcast is to interview Chuck, who has taught on this subject and been a student of this subject for years and years. His background is in sales and the psychology of sales and in communication with others. And in years past, he's been a very successful sales trainer and has brought that to all of the family of companies within Gradient. But we all have a tendency to get away from basics and there's no better time than now to get back to basics. So enjoy this kind of hodgepodge conversation between Chuck and I. If there are parts where you think that seems odd, it seems like they cut something out. It's because I did. We talked for hours and I tried to boil down the most impactful parts for you guys. So enjoy and thanks for listening. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Advisor Arena podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Malm, and my goal each episode is to bring you fresh ideas, a new perspective, innovative practices from some of the most successful financial advisors in our industry. So thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. Welcome everybody. We're back with Chuck Lucius today. This is part two of what we started last week with I'm talking about certainty in uncertain times. And what we want to talk about today is the actual practice of doing something that's uncomfortable and how to get better at that. So, Chuck, thanks for joining again. You're welcome. Thank you for having me again. So you and I had a conversation after last week, and we talked a little bit about some of the feedback that we're getting from advisors out in the field and the we were pleasantly surprised that so many were able to adapt and pivot so quickly and were out there and taking charge. They're acting, you know, they're the ones that we expect would adapt quickly. And I know you've had an opportunity to speak to a few. What's been the feedback as they've started now holding virtual seminars and virtual appointments? Well, uh, what I would say is, is that uh, the positive thinkers for uh, holding the webinars and zoom meetings and all, all of those types of things is is they're uncomfortable but they do it and uh it's uh uh the expectation of course is is that a lot of people will avoid doing things because they're going to be un- uncomfortable and uh, your first golf swing is, is and uh, first 
drive is probably not all of that great. Uh, but with practice and, and, and coached practice, then pretty soon everything starts to become more comfortable and a change takes place. And that's, that's really what I think has to happen today. But you have to initiate, whether you're an advisor, a marketer, uh, you know, a, a cowboy or whatever, you, you have to initiate the change yourself and give it a shot. Then you have to find somebody to practice with. Uh, it's hard to do it by yourself because you can't give any, any really feedback yourself. When you don't do it properly, it's hard to, hard to correct it. Uh, you know, my, uh, I don't know, you know, my kids play hockey. Right. And uh, 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 in order to play hockey well, and, and uh, I like to think they play pretty well, um, they, they, they didn't play well at the beginning. And if they would have quit and just thrown it, thrown, thrown their, uh, stick down and uh, taken their skates off, they wouldn't be the hockey players they are today. So uh, they had to practice and, and they got a skating coach and uh, just somebody to the first coaches were just to watch them and, uh, and then give them some pointers. Lo and behold, they got better and they started to give themselves more positive feedback. And then they got uh, better coaches and more refined. And then they watched uh, my, my uh, Chaz in particular watches game films of people who really do well, the best hockey players in the country and in the world. And then he goes out and he practices their moves. So if you see it, or in our case, if you hear it, and then you practice, pretty soon you get pretty good, and then people start giving you positive feedback, and then it's a whole lot better. Uh, one of the greatest feedback mechanisms, of course, uh, is videotape. And videotape is how they learn now, because when you give people instruction uh, on things, and, and, and it's really visual presentation is the point of it, is if you can see things, then you can critique yourself and make comments about it without having somebody else try to verbalize something that is really in picture form. So, so uh, going back to what we were talking about, trying things new is, is, uh, is uncomfortable at the beginning, but it has to be done, and it has to be done in today's times. We have to communicate with people over the Internet whether we want to or not. We have to do it at a distance whether we want to or not. You know, you can't look into their eyes uh, other than through uh, video cameras. You can't touch them on the wrist or, or emphasize that way. You have to do it verbally. And so that's, that's what I would like to talk about today if we can. And it's what we talked about after our last podcast is verbalization, which is your best skill. You, you are going to get uh, some video, if you will, some visual, which is very helpful, by the way, that you want to do it visually, too. But the verbalization of what you say and uh, really how you say it is uh, even more important than it ever has been before. So if we can talk about that a little bit, uh, uh, that would be great. 
Yes, I I think anybody that knows you knows that role playing and practicing and getting better at what you say is one of your favorite pastimes. And those of us that have been fortunate enough to work for you so long, we've gotten plenty of practice with that. But it's mm-hmm. it, it is a little bit of a change when you are mm-hmm. talking over the phone and not face to face with somebody. For example, it's harder to meet and pace and do some of the things that maybe you're you naturally do when you're in front of somebody and that's going to carry through to virtual appointments right it's a little different and you and i had talked and said when somebody is running a virtual appointment and they are primarily relying on their verbiage and their tone to relay how they're feeling and their authenticity we've got to slow down a little bit and we've got to be more intentional with that mirroring with our tone and with our words and i don't know what right. better than to give feedback on that so tell me a little right. bit more about well, some some mm-hmm. things that we can do there where do we start well we first of all we talked a little bit about uh uh, uh when a lot of people get uh, get rolling on things they start talking faster and faster and faster and that's something that you want to avoid uh, when you're when you're on a video camera on the telephone in general is you want to slow your speech down and don't be afraid to repeat yourself Uh, to to, uh, assume that people are listening and locked on to your every word is probably an over assumption uh, and, and incorrect. So going through something uh, slowly, and then you have to ask questions of them, which is a very good technique in person, by the way, uh, is, is you have to ask questions of them to see if they follow what you've talked about. The sales process in a lot of things is uh, uh they're, they're short, uh, I would like to think of them as vignettes. They're short lessons on something. And then there's a request of the listener. Uh, usually what happens is, is you can ask them, do you have any questions? They'll say, no, I don't have any questions. And uh, if you said, well, what did I say then? And uh, they can't repeat what you said. Well, we're not going to do it quite that way, but that's the, uh, if you have people live, you could do that. You could do it in large groups. But what you do is give us a short lesson in verbalization and speaking slowly. And then you ask them a, a nice question about it. And uh, I would ask a question uh, in a way and get in the habit of asking it is, uh, how do you feel about what I've said? Don't ask them to think about it. And this is a great habit pattern is, how do you feel about what we've ta- what I've talked about? And they then are open-ended to talk about it. So, so my question to you is, is how do you feel about what I've just said? I feel like that's a goodie, but a goodie. And what we were taught by mm-hmm. you and Tammy that I, mm-hmm. I have implemented for the most part is feelings can't be wrong. You can't argue with the way I feel about something. And it's mm-hmm. just my opinion. So for the most part, I, I have implemented that, but 
you and I have been talking and I have said when I do get on a roll and it's something I really want to get my point across, I default immediately to, I think. It's just, it's a really hard habit to break. You have to be intentional and think about what what it is you're saying. Uh-huh. Or it just comes across in a totally different manner with one change of a word. Uh-huh. So if I were to ask you uh, a question, do you mind if I ask you a question? No, not at all. Okay. Uh, if you were to use this technique with people, how would you react to their feeling? How would I react to their feeling? Mm-hmm. You ask them, do you mind if I ask you a question? You say, I don't mind. How do you feel about what we talked about? I asked you, how do, we, how do you feel about what I've just said? Uh, you, you didn't really answer the question, but I'm going to ask you to answer that question. How do you feel about what I've just said? And then once you give me that feeling back, I have, it's then my turn to talk, is it not? It is. Okay, so so I'm going to ask you one more time. How do you feel about what I've what I've talked about so far? I feel great about it. I feel like it's good okay. info. Do you feel like it's something that you could use and implement? I do. Do you feel like it's a change for you? I feel like it is a habit change. Yes. It's a habit change, and and do you feel that that habit change will be uncomfortable or comfortable at the beginning? It'll be uncomfortable. Right. So so as I listen to you, you you, uh, got exactly the message that I was trying to give, and I agree with you 100%, but I want to stop right there. Okay, so when I gave you that feedback, did I compliment you? You did. Okay. Did you feel better about it when I when I complimented you? Yeah, I felt like I was tracking with you, and you didn't make me feel stupid or like I missed the point. That's right, and and so that's the way that when you're talking on the phone with people, especially now, is get their feelings, and then your reactions are not one of uh, accusation or judgmental about their feelings because it's not your place to be. And if their feelings don't align with what you've talked about, you probably haven't, you, the giver, have not done a very good job at explaining what it is that you're trying to to say or do. I want to expand on something. It does. And I want to expand on something, as I think I told you this, but I want to share it with everybody that's listening. I recently read Uh a book called Never Split the Difference, and it's written by a former FBI hostage negotiator. And in the book, my favorite part where he talks about the selling process is you never want a yes, an early yes. A yes is just a quick brush off. You want them to say, that's right. And if you get them to say, that's right, it means you heard what they were feeling. So you label what they what they're feeling sounds like you're frustrated you paraphrase what they said you summarize it and then say is that right and that's exactly what you're talking about doing it's that's exactly correct yes that's exactly correct is when somebody makes a statement be it you want them to either make a positive it doesn't matter whether they make a positive or a negative statement you want them to talk you want them to share with you how they feel about it. 
and that then you have something to work with. And one of the ways that is that I'd like to have you and everyone else write down. Uh, uh, it's the the phrase is in your opinion, do you feel? Okay, in your opinion, do you feel? And uh, so, in your opinion, do you feel that uh, uh, investments today is a, a is something that you can really count on? That 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 you feel that you understand exactly what the market is going to do. How do you feel about that statement? I feel like I have experts that help with that, and for the long term, yes, it'll do what my plan is set for. Okay, all right. So if I were to ask you this, and you were a financial services professional, uh, do you mind if I? First of all, I would ask is, is, do you mind if I ask, ask you a question? Not at all. Okay. Yeah. So the question is, is how do you feel about the financial uh, upheaval that we're going through today? The, 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 how, how, what, what did they say? Before you answer, was my question empathetic? It, it was. It wasn't accusatory. So before I answer, can we talk about? It? Can we talk about what uh -huh. you? set me up for last week when I said, uh -huh. yeah, I'll ask you a question. Let's talk about the way that I asked it and the difference there and how you just uh, asked it of me. We're going to, we're going to get into that in just a moment okay. is the difference. But the first thing is, is that if you use the phrase and you want to write this one down too, and I want everybody else to write it down. And what was the phrase that I just said? If I might ask, do you mind if I ask you a question? Uh-huh. Very good. Uh, uh, that's exactly right. And uh, so that is how you, you find out whether someone was listening to you or not, as you asked them a question about what you just said, and you answered correctly. I want to touch on the psychology behind this, which is what prompted this whole call. It's softening mm -hmm. the words so that it's not, let me ask you a question, which puts people on the defensive, or I'd like to do this, right. especially when it's virtual uh -huh. appointments. The whole point uh -huh. of this and role-playing is how do you break habits that sound too aggressive when you're not gonna have an opportunity to get face-to-face, -face, right? Exactly, if yeah. you're too aggressive, you just, you, you scare scare people away. So it's it's a little bit soft, eventually, you, you do have to get to the point, but at the beginning, if you can start out, especially in today's times, when it, well, you know for a, a fact it is people are confused. I mean, there, there's no crystal ball. They want to know when's the coronavirus going to end. There's no answer to that. Mm -hmm. What's the financial market going to do today, tomorrow, the next day? There's no answer to that. You know, people want you to claim but I have, you know, we do have some alternatives. We, we do have some alternatives that might be, uh, uh, you might find uh, much more comfortable than, than what you see today. And when you're at a seminar. And, and then you're going to ask them, ask them, you're going to really ask them. Yeah, the whole point is to get an appointment so that you can get control of it, mm -hmm. right? Because you still have to do your fact-finding and feeling-finding. All you're trying to do is entice them to have an appointment and overcome any objectives or and, objections. 
if you're if you're setting an appointment with somebody and you're face to face at a seminar, my words, my word yeah. choice might not be quite as important because they can see my smiling face. I can touch them on the arm. I'm, you know, you have that right. nonverbal connection. Right. And if you're following up with somebody after a webinar and they're just hearing your voice, now word choice and the tone, all of that becomes very important. So in your opinion, do you feel, Mm -hmm. okay, that's number one that we needed to write down. Do you mind if I ask you a question? Yeah. Perhaps we should. So there's Uh three big ones. And then- That's another question feel instead of think if somebody could right. swap out what they normally do with just those four things how much better you think they results they would have as you, they're trying to do things on the phone i'm going to give you one more and we'll call it the fab five for you okay. okay if you get on the wrong track and you get lost in this whole thing and you start babbling away use this phrase with that in mind with that in mind, and then go back to where you're grounded again, where you know where you're at. That's With that point. in mind, uh, do you mind if I ask you a question? That comes and very naturally to you. And it doesn't matter at all. That's your regroup phrase to say, I'm babbling or I've got, we're off track mm-hmm. or what the heck am I talking about or what the heck. And so it's your termination of whatever is happening, and then you put it back on track again. And I want to wrap up with something that kind of brings all this together, which is the person that's Mm -hmm. asking the questions is the one in control of the of the situation, of the communication. Right. It's not the one that's spewing info. Uh So if the only Uh thing you come away with and you can't remember your you know, if you're trying to implement this and you can't remember exactly what Chuck said, as I failed miserably at our role play (laughs) 20 years of practice Uh still didn't get me Uh through today but if we can just get incrementally better and if we can just remember the person asking the questions is in control then we're in a much Mm -hmm. better position than if we're just spewing info that's correct that's correct so all right thank you so much all right you bet bye